we'll have the introduction of speaker by Sister Joyce Boyd. Good evening, everyone. Dr. Kevin Daniels is a native inner city Baltimorean. Dr. Daniels is currently a professor in the social work department at Morgan State University. Dr. Daniels work, wrote new curriculum for spirituality, religion, and the helping tradition for both the undergraduate and the graduate programs in social work. Dr. Daniels initiated a science and faith network in Baltimore City for the International Reasons to Believe, RTB, a TBN affiliate. Co-sponsored the first faith, spirituality, and health conference through the National Center for Behavioral Health and Change at Morgan State University. And was the first evangelical pastor to lecture and minister at the Global Spirituality and Science Conference of the International Institute for, of Integral Human Sciences in Montreal, Canada. Recently became a fellow of the Institute. He was appointed by the governor to serve on the Maryland Judicial Inquiry Board. He clearly states that he is first and foremost the pastor and board chair of the St. Martin Church for 14 years where the focus of the local church and community is moving from healing to wholeness. Within collaborative community partnerships, Dr. Daniels has served as principal and co-principal investigator for more than 10 grants totaling over $2.5 million. Also, Dr. Daniels serves on the board of Madison Park Community Association, Druid Heights Community Development Corporation, Institute for Spirituality and Mental Health, founding board member of the Maritime Academy, Maryland State Judicial Inquiry Board, also served as a chaplain for the Western District of Baltimore City Police Department, and worked on the disaster recovery preparedness team in preparation with Baltimore Mental Health Systems, also a fraternal member of Alpha Nu Omega, Christian Fraternity Sorority, and Faye Beta Sigma Fraternity. Dr. Daniels has elevated to the Episcopal Office of Bishop over Community and Education in 2010 for the Bethel Churches of Christ, as well as recently celebrated with City Council State Delegate and Senate and U.S. Congressional Citations for a Decade of Community and Educational Service within the 44th District. His motto continues to be that we must move from healing to witness, wholeness. Music of ministry.
let us stand as we receive our preacher of the hour, Dr. Kevin Daniels. I'm going to be seated in his presence. How many of you know the Lord is good to us? Come on, how many of you know the Lord is good to you? Come on, tell somebody he's been better than you than that. He's been better. He's been a little better than that. We serve the mighty God today. Is that right? We serve a mighty God today, and he's still alive. And because God is alive, I'm still alive. And certainly we honor God for um, everything that he continues to do in our midst. There's nothing that God's not doing. Um, even when it looks like he's not doing anything, God is still doing everything. We love him tonight, and certainly I bless God for being here. Uh, to your great, great, great high priest, um, we thank God for Bishop Tyndall. Come on, let's put those hands together. Come on, that's, your, that's our leader. And certainly we thank God for... We thank God for Bishop Carey, and I see so many uh, good friends and mentors that are in the building tonight and I tell you I got my start over 35 years ago um, in the St. Martin's Conference and Congress. It, it was on youth night that they let me preach um, and I certainly thank God that even after all of these years later um, somewhere along the line even though I'm old now they gave me a chance to preach on a youth night. I'm certainly glad about that. Listen, let me say this. Let me say this to you. All of my heroes are in this building today. And I am so glad all the way from, I thought I saw her. I thought I saw um, Dr. Alfreda Wiggins and Dr. Pat Johnson. And I thought I saw Bishop Wilbur, Wilbur Baltimore and Bishop Pompey Swan. These are the young people who will say, these are our superstars in Baltimore. Let's celebrate every last one of them in the building. I wouldn't even be here if it had not been for these superstars. And certainly to my brother, um, I am so proud of him. He is leading the charge of this great church here. Um, 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 I'm getting ready to mess his name up as it relates to his assignment. Um, but my pastor, Lady Mitchell, we thank God for him. Elder Eric Waddell is in the building. Yeah, and my St. Martin Church is in the building. We thank God my mom is in the building. We thank God for all of you. It's always so good uh, to be home. Is that not right? It's always good to be home. Before I did anything Pentecostal, I was spiritual. Is that all right? <laughs> Glory to God. And of course, of course, to my, my brother, my brother, my brother, Bishop Eric Mitchell, all the way from Detroit, Michigan. You remember these youth services? You came to Baltimore and he preached with us here and we flipped that church upside down and we're back 50 years later. <laughs> the Lord is good to us and I, I was looking at this woman of God and listen, beloved, before we leave here, um, I just believe there's going to be another breakthrough that's going to break out in the building. I just believe that there's another breakthrough. Um, that needs to take place in the building. I listen, I'm not going to be long. I just have a few notes um, and then I'm going to get out of your way. I do understand, um, first of all, that it is 8.35, but then second of all, um, that the prophecy service is coming up at about 12 midnight. Is that all right? Glory to God. We love him. All right. In the book of Matthew 13, just a little bit. My praise and worship team is here and thank God for y'all coming out and supporting um, your dad um, on tonight. Here it is. This is a very familiar 
passage of scripture, but I just want to read a little bit of it. Um, I just think my focus tonight is just a little prophetic um, in the sense that um, you know this text, but I just want to share some observations um, with you for, um, from this particular text. It says thusly, the same day Jesus went out of the house and he sat by the seaside and the great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and he sat there and the whole multitude stood on the shore he spake many things unto them in parables saying behold the sower went forth to sow and when he sowed some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and it devoured them some fell upon the stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth and when the sun was up they were scorched because they had no roots they withered away and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them but then there were some of us that fell among good ground and we brought forth fruit, uh, some 100 fold, 60 fold and 30 fold. Who hath an ear, let him hear, touch somebody and tell him go for your 100%. Touch somebody else and tell him go for your 100%. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Prophesy to them and tell them God said in this season, you've got a 100% coming somebody say yes and I teach um, I'm a part of a K-12 school here in Baltimore but also I'm a professor at Morgan State University and the young people would say keep it 100 look at somebody and tell them keep it 100 oh come on tell them keep it 100 Listen, just a little bit, just a little bit. After the Freddie Gray uh, unrest in the city, I'm just going to give me about 10, 15 minutes. Is that all right, preachers? Um, in, the, um, in this particular city, most of you know about two years ago, the Freddie Gray unrest uh, took place in the city. And it had a, I had a chance and an opportunity because whenever you see chaos, there's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, we're going to have a little church tonight. Um, listen, and, and when the chaos broke out, Bishop Mitchell, I went on down to the police commissioner, and I said to him, I asked him if the university, specifically my team, could do the training for the leadership in understanding um, our communities. And one of the things that we found out after two years was, in fact, that the police department, the officers, and then even some of the other leaders were totally unaware, number one, that there are six generations that are still alive. There are six generations that they are policing. They had no idea who they were. And all of them, each one of our generations is different. Um, these, well, most of us have different kind of experiences that make us and that have shaped um, our lives so most of the generations we have different values but number two what I realized also was that uh, the leadership here in this city has no clue that Baltimore um, um, out of all of the generations in Baltimore the largest population is the Millennials so the police department had no idea that they were policing uh, millennials and how many of you know um, the millennials are a different kind of generation yeah it's not your old Ford they're not your old Ford these are Mercedes Benz children yeah these are Rolls Royce children so they are they something they are totally different from our generation let's say something about that number one our generation grew up understanding tight rules and authority yeah you know our mothers didn't have to come over and get us what they would do is look across the room 
Yeah, is there any witnesses in the building? Y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about in here. In other words, but the millennials, in other words, when the mothers looked across the room, somewhere along the line, all the way across the room, we would straighten up. Yeah, they didn't have to really come get us. But when you deal with the millennials, they operate on a total, at a totally different drum beat. Um, in other words, beloved, they don't like a lot of rules. Is there any witnesses? Young people, y'all got to go with me tonight. Um, they don't like a whole lot of rules. They do like to ask a whole lot of questions. Yeah. In other words, beloved, you and I would have been scared to ask some of the questions that these young people are asking because most of the time we weren't really prepared to answer them. Uh, but because we used to live, we grew up young people in an age where our parents would say to us, because I said so. Listen, y'all, don't act like y'all don't know. I know it's a Wednesday night, but don't y'all act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. We would, anytime we would ask a question, young people, they said, because I said so. Yeah, and then we moved on about our business. Is that all right? We grew up, young people, we grew up in a generation where um, it's social contact um, we did all of our contact in person. And that's why we came to church two and three times a week. Yeah, yeah, listen, y'all. Listen. But because ultimately, beloved, millennials, they are different kind of beat and they are different kind of generation. They are a tech generation. In other words, they like social media is everything. They like face contact. In other words, they say everything in a text. You and I will stand in your face and say what we have to say. Yeah, but they, they say everything in a text somehow. And even when you're in service, even if you can't go to service, they'll have Facebook Live throughout the whole service. Yeah, they'll be looking at Facebook. In other words, even if you don't, even if you don't, we grew up in a generation, you better get our permission to put us on some kind of film and camera. But we are dealing with a different kind of age group. In other words, beloved, they'll put their business out on the internet, even if they go into 7-Eleven. And sometimes they don't always understand that somebody will be at your house by the time you get back. But this, beloved, it is a generation, and I'm not going to be long tonight. I just want to dance with the young people tonight. Lord have mercy. I came with my suit on to dance with the young people tonight because let me say something to you, beloved. We need to cherish them while we have them. We need to cherish them while they are alive. And we need to get with them even if they skip rope, even if they hopscotch. We ought to be getting with them, beloved, because ultimately there's a whole lot of young people that are not even make it to the age 10. Come on, put those hands together and thank God for these young people. Come on, you can do better than that. I know you got to go to work in the morning, but you can do better than that. Let's let our young people see that we love them. Yeah, if nobody else love them, I tell you what, they'll find somebody to love them if you don't really love them real good. If you don't put your arms around them, they will find somebody that'll put their arms around them. Are there any witnesses in the building? Somebody better yell out and say yes to the Lord. Listen, y'all sit down for a minute. That's what I love about the millennials. They don't like, when I teach them in school, they don't like to wear a whole lot of masks. They don't like a whole lot of pretending. You know, when we were growing up, we didn't like to talk about much. They talk too much. Yeah, they, they don't like fake news. Yeah, they don't like, they want real news. In other words, beloved, we grew up concealing things, but they grew up wanting everything to be revealed. That's the generation that we are part of. And that's why I love this particular slogan that they have um, out called Keep It 100, because we're in a season and a time frame, beloved, where God is getting ready. They, this whole season that we're in, God is getting ready to pull some of us out and bring us into our real self. Somebody say keep it 100. In other words, beloved of God, the young people, they don't like half people. 
They don't like partial people. If you're going to step to them, step to them correctly. Ultimately, beloved, and when you come, you better be telling a little bit of truth when you come and deal with them. But, beloved, I, if, even if I can be a little prophetic here tonight, we're in a season where God is going to cause out this season. He's getting ready to pull the best out of you. Whether you realize it or not, he's getting ready to pull out your best and your highest self that's what it means by keeping it 100 because all of you ain't come to the forefront there's still some of it that needs to come on out you have not really reached the pinnacle of what God's getting ready to do in your life but it is on the way out because God's snatching you and he's pulling you out of some situations so that you might come all the way out and be a blessing in this particular season whether you believe it or not young people the best is still yet to come let me tell let me I'm not gonna stop talking to y'all let me talk to y'all whether you believe it or not the best is still yet to come listen I'm not gonna talk to y'all let me talk to y'all whether you believe it or not man of God the best is still yet to come I'm not gonna talk to them let me talk to y'all whether or not you believe it or not the best is still yet to come look at somebody and tell him my best is still yet to come in other words you ain't seen all of me yet you you ain't seen all that god wants to do in my life you just seen some of the hidden parts but we're in a season where god's pulling me all the way out touch somebody and tell him he's pulling you all the way out and that's why it seems like the enemy has been on your trail. This has not been the devil. This is God. Because there's some more of you. There's some more of you that still needs to come out. Touch somebody and tell them he's going after your 100. Y'all sit down for a minute. Touch somebody else and tell them he's going after your 100. Oh, come on. He's not going after your 30. He's not going after your 60. He wants all of you. He, if you're in the church, he wants it all. If you got a collar on, he wants it all. If, if you're going to wear white, give them all to him. If you're going to be in the church, God is in a season where he wants you to keep it. Somebody say 100. Listen, beloved, I dare you to just touch somebody and tell them your best days is still yet to come come on tell them your best days my god tell them cancel all of the funerals because you ain't going nowhere because your best days is still yet to come i i know what the doctor said and i know what the diagnosis it was that you got but listen your best days are still yet somebody said they're still yet to come i dare you to lay your hands on yourself and say my best days You've been dealing with a little health issue, but your best days, I dare you to rebuke it right now and say, my best days are still yet to come. Somebody better yell it out and say yes to the Lord. I dare you to touch your neighbor and tell him, I prophesy to you, sis. I prophesy to you, man, that your best days are still yet ahead of you. You might as well get ready to live because you're getting ready to have some better days. Somebody yell it out and say yes. Do I have a church up in the building? Say yes, Lord. Be seated in his presence. Listen, I'm almost finished. Listen, listen. You know this particular story. This, this parable is simple. Elder Mitchell, the sower scatters his seed generously, but it is fully worked out in and from the dirt. In other words, this parable happens the only way that they're going to get to 100, they got to go through some mess. In order for them to get there, they got to go through some soil. And that's what I love about them. In other words, beloved, that's what I love about the scripture. The sower understands that they, all of us, start off in a mess. There's nobody here with collars on that you didn't start off with a mess. That's the reason why we're committed to what we're into. Because we understand the dirt we came out of. 
touch somebody. That's why they're giving preachers a hard way to go in this season. But you have no idea what we've been through. You have no idea some of the things that we had to go through to put our white on, to put our collars on. Because we're in a season where we came out of dirt. It ain't no need you sitting there apologizing for the dirt that you came out of. You might as well celebrate every dirty situation that you came out of. You might as well celebrate every mess that you ever came out of because you cannot get to your 30 and your 60 and 100 fold without a mess. Oh, listen, listen, I'm going back down to Baltimore. I'm going back down to Madison. Touch somebody and tell them you ain't getting nowhere without a mess. Let me prophesy to somebody right in here right now. Matter of fact, you're in a mess. But God told me to tell you to lift your head up and be of good cheer because you'll still overcome the world. It is that mess where I got my anointing. It is the mess where I learned how to really pray. It is the mess where I learned how to really be a preacher. Touch somebody and tell them you've got to go through a mess. Y'all sit down for a minute. Mm. Tell somebody and tell them you've got to go through a mess. You don't have an anointing unless you've been through a mess. Is there any witnesses in the building? The only reason that our churches are still open is because we've navigated a mess. The only reason that we can survive is because we've been through a mess. Somebody said, it's been messy, but I still came through it. Somebody say yes to the Lord. Listen, sit down for a minute. Listen, you know this story. You know this story. In other words, the sower, he understands that all of us had to start off with a mess. Because there's some things you cannot produce without dirt. See, the beauty of salvation is that he knew I was a mess when he came and got me. Tell somebody, you looking good right now. But some dirt produced this anointing on your life. Yeah, some dirt did it. Listen, and that's the beauty of salvation, beloved, is because when, I'm, when even in a mess, somehow or another, God still initiates your help. In other words, that's why he loves, he's the God that loves digging you out. Yeah, he, he digs us out. And we're in this season. Listen, I told you I was going to be a little prophetic, Lisa. Listen, we're in a season where God is digging us out. Lord have mercy. Just when they thought that, that we were getting ready to go under and not return again. We're getting ready to come out. You might as well get the organization together because God is digging some things out. In other words, you ain't seen nothing yet because we're in a culture and a climate where people need prophecy. We are in a culture and a climate where people need God like never before. Somebody said he digging me out. Oh, come on. I know you don't want to keep talking to your neighbor, but tell him he's digging me out. Be careful. Watch me because even if you see dirt on me, he's digging me out. I'm in the season of being dug out of some stuff because God is getting ready to take me to my 100. Listen, I'm going to shout in here whether or not y'all have church or not. I'll shout to 12 if I have to and then send out in protocol. Ultimately because, beloved, you have no idea some of the hell that people had to come out of even to be here this week. You had no idea some of the things that people had to go through even to get here this week. Tell somebody and tell them you're sitting next to a miracle. You're not even supposed to be here. The doctor said you should have been dead a long time ago, but look at you. Look, 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 look at you. God, somewhere along the line has dug you out. Somebody say yes to the Lord. 
Listen, you know the parable, and I'm going to go to my seat. You know the parable. It says there are four types. It says there are four types of terrain and conditions that the people of God can fall in. Some fell by the wayside. I'm not going to explain all of that. And because they fell by the wayside, fowls came and devoured them. Listen, there are some processes you cannot avoid. So ain't no need you getting off your path. There's some dirt you got to go through. Yeah, in order for you to get to the place that God has destined. But then he said some fell by stony places and they died out because they had no depth. They had no depth to stay alive. And we're in a season where if you're going to stay alive, you're going to need some depth. Good God Almighty. Somebody said you're going to need some depth, y'all. Tell your neighbor you're going to get need to be deeper than this. And it says some fell on thorny, thorny soil and the thorns choked the life out of them. And here's where I want to rest my focus tonight. The good soil. Yeah, yeah I want to stay there for a minute because a lot of times here we like to preach about everything that's wrong with us. But we don't like to preach the good that's still left in us. And that's what I want to focus on tonight. Your good self. And what God wants to do with the good self. And here is where I can rest the focus. Because ultimately God is getting ready to bring another story out of some of the things that you've had to go through. And what I love about this particular text, young people. And I'm going to get you out of here in the next few minutes, I promise. Is that in order for them to get to 100, they had to decide. Good ground. But they had to decide between 30 60 and 100 fold. In other words, beloved, you can be in church all your life and only have 30%. You can be in church all your life and only have 60%. But now, beloved, God is calling for us to be in a season where we go after 100%. In other words, beloved, the first three groups of seed, Jesus was working with them, but they died without fulfilling their purpose. In other words, beloved, you can be around a whole lot of church. You can be around a whole lot of spiritual stuff and still die out because there's no productivity. Yeah, somebody stay with me for a minute. I'm going to bring us in. In other words, beloved, everything that God wants to do in your life, somehow or another you're still living at 30 percent but tonight my job my moment and my assignment tonight is to bring you into a recalibration and to bring you into alignment with your 100 percent what we're gonna do in here tonight is blow this roof off and to the extent that God is getting ready to shake the house up because he's getting ready to move you from a 60 to a 100 percentile somebody say yes Lord in other words he's getting ready to bring you into a whole lot more you ain't seen nothing yet by the time we break this close this conference down Lady Mitchell on Friday night you're getting ready to come into a 100 percentile in other words beloved when you get home 100 is going to be waiting on the plane when you get off the train 100 percent is going to be waiting when you left your home when you left your city when you left your state you left it at 30 percent when you left your country when you left that you came over here with just 60% but God came all the way down to 2118 Madison Avenue and brought me here to tell you that when you leave here he's getting ready to bring you into a level of 100 that's getting ready to blow your city upside down Eric Mitch Eric you ain't seen nothing yet you ain't seen nothing about God's getting ready to do Detroit won't even be able to handle what God's getting 
ready to do with you in this season. And that's why before the end of this service, she called it. Before the end of the service, we're going to break through up in here. Because you have no idea what God's getting ready to bring you into. Some of you getting ready to get free scholarships to school. Some of you getting ready to go into STEMs and some of the things that you could not even understand about school, biology and engineering. We're getting ready to decree and declare the anointing of God upon your life. We're getting ready to change your brain stem. We're getting ready to change yourselves. Because when I was growing up, spiritual people could do about just about anything. Listen, beloved, I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but you better wake up in here. You're at one of the highest levels of spirituality ever. And how dare you sit in a corner and get quiet. You've got too much going on in this 92nd Congress. What is it? My God, you're in a season where God's getting ready to open the windows of heaven and to pour you out a blessing that there is no room. Somebody say no room. Somebody said there's not going to be any room. In other words, you're not going to have the kind of baggage to carry what God's getting ready to take you back home with. You better get ready to go tell your church to redo the vision because what God is getting ready to do in here, he's getting ready to flip this place upside down. My God, and I prophesy to every last one of you, man of God, you ain't seen nothing yet. Begin to put people in place because I see a different level. I see another level that is falling on the metropolitan churches. And listen, don't y'all think y'all gonna leave here without me? Because listen, beloved of God, tell somebody and tell them, I've got you. Come into my 100. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Listen, y'all done messed up my sermon. But what does it mean to live at 30%? You better go and ask Judas. Because Judas was willing to sell Jesus out for just 30 30 silver and 30 pieces of coin and let me tell you something beloved I'm not gonna walk with Jesus this many years and sell him out at a 30% and then die with suicide I come against the spirit of suicide let me tell you something young people you you cannot in this season take your life you cannot take it all because you ain't seen all yet you've got to stay alive because there is some 60 there is a 30 percent there is a 60 percent but I see your 100 I dare you to put your hands this way and for every young person that's considering suicide we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus you will not die not on our watch you will not die but I declare life on every last one of you in the building somebody said we come against the spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus now look at an older person and tell them you will not die you've not been feeling well in the last 30 days but the devil is a liar you might as well get yourself together because you got about 30 and 60 you got some more years on your life I don't care what the doctor said I got more life in me is there anybody that's in the building that believes that God has kept you alive for such a time as this God has kept me alive he's kept me through dangers seen and unseen he's kept you through the worst days of your life and after all that you've been through you're still alive I dare you to rebuke the spirit of death in the name of Jesus I rebuke 
the spirit of death I rebuke the spirit of destruction like Judas you better stay committed you better hang in there even though it looks like you're not going to make it God sent me from 2118 Madison Avenue to tell you you gotta live I command you to live tell all of your dry bones prophesy over them and tell them to live you better prophesy to your skeletal system prophesy to your lymphatic system prophesy to your muscular system prophesy to your circulatory system and say live this is not the season to die it's not the season to give up I dare you to just treat people tell them the devil is a liar Tell them the devil is a liar. Come on out here, young people. Let me preach the rest of this message to you. Come on at this altar. We're going to preach the rest to the young people. But I want you to face me so that I can speak life into every last one of you. Because God is getting ready to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can even ask or think are there any believers that's still in the building that know God he will make a way out of no way when it doesn't look like you're gonna make it you will get to 100 I declare in the building tonight that I see 100 written all over the wall no more 30% like Thomas no more 60% Thomas he loved God but he kept doubting him the devil is a liar preachers don't you doubt the vision that God has given you. Don't you doubt the vision that God has given you. Lift those hands. Don't you dare doubt the vision that God has given you. Because the God that I serve is well able to the other side somebody said the other side what are you talking about preacher I see Canaan I see God giving you new land I see God giving you prosperity even in the midst of a famine God like Isaac is going to let you sow in a famine but he's going to give you even under the presidency of Donald Trump you're getting ready to see a harvest even when it looks like Medicaid and Medicare ain't working God is going to let you be a healer for people that need healing I dare you to say yes Lord listen Y'all don't know me. Is that true? You don't know me yet. But you're at 100. God's getting me to let y'all do some things. Let me tell y'all something. When that young lady was praising him, if nobody else danced, y'all should have came out of them pews and went for it because her victory is your victory if you're going to come out of some stuff it's because you're going to do it together you may not know how to dance 
may not know how to dance, but you can wave those hands. You may not know how to praise him, because in Baltimore, young people are being killed at 10 years old. In Baltimore, they're not even making it to college because guns and gangs are killing them. But we decree and declare over every last one of you that you will not get caught up in any kind of violence. You will not get caught up in human trafficking. You will not sell your bodies. You will not give up because God is bringing you to 100%. Can I get a few preachers around them? Can I get a few preachers around them? Y'all look at, look at your big brother. Y'all look at your big brother. Where was that young lady that you, you were bringing through? You come down here with me too, sis, because I felt you. Come here. I felt you. I felt you. And I pointed. When she finished and sat down, I pointed at her and said, you was on the right track. That's where we needed to go. From this day forward, one person will not go through by themselves. I don't care if you feel like you don't feel like dancing or not. When this girl praises him, I want every last one of you to break out in a shout. One. It's your victory too. Go with it, y'all. You want me to show you how it's done? Can I get a few older folks? Y'all come up here with me. Can I get a few older folks? I just need about two more of you. Come here. We're gonna praise him. Yeah, we can make praise him right now. Martin, are you in the house? All I need is a few of my dancers. Because we can ready to dance with them. Some of them may not know how to dance. I need y'all to come on up here. Your assignment was for more than just singing. I said St. Martin. Yes, why y'all looking at me? I want y'all to come up here. All of these young people don't know how to get through. I just need a few of my dancers. I just need a few of them. All of them don't know how to do this. But I want you to weave your way through the young people. Weave your one way through here. Because we're going to dance with them. They don't know it yet. One, two, three, let's do it.
the victory in your city. You have the victory in your state. You have the victory in your church. You have the victory at your job. You have the victory at in your health. In Jesus' name. Because 99 and a half won't do. Tell somebody I've got to make a hundred. Because 99 and a half won't do. I've got to make a hundred. Because 99. And a half. Won't do. Somebody say won't do. Somebody say won't do. You can return to your seat. But 99 ain't gonna work. I understand. But everything in our country that's trying to fix the drug problem ain't working. Everything in our country that's trying to fix the drug problem, it ain't working. The violence, everything that the commissioner is doing, it ain't working. We might as well go with the thing that brought us out. We might as well go with the thing that brought us over. The only reason that some of you kept your sanity is because you praised him. The only reason that you ain't lost your mind is because you praised him. Hallelujah! I feel a breakthrough in the house. I feel a breakthrough in the house. young man. I feel a breakthrough. These black men will not go to prison. These black men will not go to prison. That's it. Look at these young children. These young African American men and tell them you will not go to prison. Not on my watch. I'm finished. You can go to your seat, but I will not. The Bible says snatch them out of the fire. And some of us, we didn't got too cute. And that's why we're not effective. Because we didn't got there and got cute and think it don't take all of that anymore. But the devil is a liar. Sometimes you just need to have you just need to have a good old praise. I'm finished. Young people, you can go to your seat. But I gotta make a hundred. Cause 99 won't do. I'm tired of living with half of what I'm supposed to have. Is there anybody in the building? We're getting ready to go for all of it. I dare you to tell somebody, tell them go for all of it. God said go for all of it. Don't just take your block, take your city. But God said go after all of it. When you get back home, go after all of it. When you go back to work, go after all of it.
God to somebody and tell them God said go after it all. Prophesy to somebody and tell them God said go after all of it. 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 Praise him, young man. Here's a young man that ain't going to prison. Here's a young man that ain't going to prison. Tell somebody you're one dance away from your next breakthrough. You're one dance away from the next matter of your life. If all I had to depend if the only thing that was in my way was a praise, don't you know I would have broke up? And I'm an educated man. I got a PhD and two of them. But I know what's going to work right now is the spirit of the living God. I'm finished. You see the difference between me and some of you? I ain't got time to be playing church. Because this outfit I got on ain't going to matter if I don't have no power. I'm finished. Apostle, thank you. I hope I didn't act so unruly. But when I go to Morgan State University, it wasn't my degrees that brought me over. Look at somebody tell him, I see doors opening for you. Tell somebody, I see doors opening for you. I see doors opening for you in your church. I see money coming from everywhere. Somebody say 100.
Yes. The song said, I got a praise. I got a praise. I got a praise. And I got to get it out. I got a praise. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I am good ground. I am good ground. I am good ground. Yes. Yes. I don't know about you. But when there's this much activity on the ground, all the fallow ground is broken up. And once you have broken up fallow ground, you then can plant seed. I want you to just spread good seed around. Just spread good seed. Seeds of love. Seeds of encouragement. Seeds of strength. Seeds of healing. Because this is a good time to plant. Sow into the lives of somebody else. And sow into your own life. Don't forget to plant in yourself. Come on and plant. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. You broke up the ground. Thank you. You gave us opportunity to plant new seeds. Thank you. You made a way that we might have good harvest. Thank you. You've removed the weeds and made room for good seeds. Hallelujah. Don't sit down because this is now a good time to even sow into the man of God. When you go to the farmers, you want to buy good seed. But you've got to give in order to get. So this is your opportunity to give into the farmer so you can get good seed. We want everybody to get a good gift. A good gift. A good gift. Now if you give cheap, you get cheap seed. But if you want good harvest, let's prepare. Come on and prepare. Come on and prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yes, Lord. 